Hi, everyone, and welcome to VMware's Partnership Perspectives. I'm Kathleen Tandy, Vice President of Global Partner and Alliance Marketing here at VMware, and I'm pleased to bring you the stories and trends from our VMware partners, executives, and industry analysts. This week, I sat down with the Chairman and Managing Director and the Chief Executive Officer of Galaxy, a leading VMware partner in India and in our Asia-Pacific market. Together, we discuss the current state of remote work and the need for a zero trust network to provide customers with a secure work from home experience that works anywhere. Let's listen now. Anoop and Sanjay, welcome to VMware Partnership Perspectives. It is just wonderful to have you join us today, and thank you so much for your time and being part of our conversation. Anoop as Chairman and Managing Director of Galaxy, and Sanjay as Chief Executive Officer of Galaxy, you both lead one of our top partners in India and even across Asia with five master services competencies, the most of any partner in Asia. You've won numerous awards with our India sales team and country team and just across our APJ team. For those who may not be familiar with Galaxy, could you give us an overview of your company, how you got started? I think both of you have been there since almost the very beginning, and Noop, you certainly have. What customers you serve and how you partner with VMware? So Galaxy, we started in Mumbai in 1987, and those were the really early days of computerization adoption in India. You can't even call it IT. At that time, it was very difficult to kind of convince a person to go for to stop his manual things and move to a computer. In those days, we started something what was called computerization as a service, which essentially meant that we'd provide the computers, we'd provide the printers, we'd provide the software. And in cases, we even provided the person who'd operate it. And we used to get a lot of customers on this model. And uh, from there, we kind of took off. And uh, the IT revolution in India also started picking up in the mid-90s once the reforms, so-called reforms, were done in the early 90s. And uh, since then, we've been uh, growing every year. We've been profitable every year. And today, we've in the last accounting year, we've reached a turnover of uh, 650 crores of Indian rupees, which is roughly, I think, uh, $85 million in uh, 2021. And uh, we've grown to around uh, 200 professionals. And we have branches in India and also one in Singapore. That's wonderful. I love how even, I, I won't count how many years, but back in roughly around 1990, you are on the cutting edge of managed services. Managed services are all the talk today. It's it's a different kind of managed services, but really your roots are delivering as a service and managed services to customers. More out of necessity than anything else in those days. <laughs> I love that. But you had a lot of tremendous experience as customers have evolved and Sanjay, I understand that you started with the company as a sales rep and then quickly got to move into the chief, ex- well, a number of years, but moved into the chief executive officer and have gotten to work in partnership with Anoop for all these years. Tell us a little bit about your whirlwind experience that had led you to this position helping to run the company. It has been a beautiful journey, I would say. I completed my engineering graduation way back in 93. 
and then I joined Anup in 1994. That time, uh, Galaxy was a known company and was uh, quite popular in space and I was doing a lot of business in corporates and large enterprises. But uh, one of the things which I saw when I joined was uh, I got an opportunity to as a sales uh, trainee. One of the things which I actually saw was an opportunity within the organization because the company had a good customer base. During those days, Galaxy was more known for doing business in peripheral. And coming out of a computer engineering science background, I had an opportunity to explore and go to newer areas. And with the kind of leadership what Anup provided to us, to me, actually, it was a kind of freedom and liberty to explore myself and go out and with complete ownership, I could do whatever I would want to do. So I had a customer base, you know, and all I needed to do was explore on the technologies, which I did. He gave me complete freedom to take the ownership, which I did. And as a result, uh, once the freedom was available to you and the trust was available from the management, things do work out, you know, and obviously those were the early age times of the career. So the biggest thing what I had was uh, from my background, what I come from, I come from a business background and most of uh, my family business has been on the non-technology or non-engineering side. So technology was completely new to my family domain, you know, and the biggest challenge for me was a fear of failure kind of thing. So that pushed me hard to actually work harder towards uh, making success. And I think then things really worked if you really honest and uh, want to work towards it. And I think uh, then things just worked out. And I think in 1995, less than five years, I got this opportunity to lead the company. When I took over this role as a CEO in 1995, we were not a very big setup. The biggest drawback what I had as a leader was I came from a technology background and I didn't have any commercial experience like accounting, finance, HR, those are the aspects you need to actually know to run a company. So I did my MBA from a leading management school, going part-time and doing my work out here and learned my way and tried to implement those things with the practices. And I think it all uh, went on well and today here we are. Well, it certainly has gone well. And both of you, you know, with Anoop talking about the success and the size of the company, you've certainly built a very, very successful company that's very successful with your customers, certainly in the right place at the right time and delivering as a service and managed services coming up with the technology revolution. I know you've seen, and we're going to talk a little bit about the technology trends and what you're seeing now, but Talking about Galaxy's success, beside the personal qualities you bring, what sets Galaxy apart in the market? What differentiates you from other systems integrators or other service providers in the market? What do you think makes Galaxy so special with its customers? I would say the foremost thing would be the three or four items would be there. At the top would be our uh, competence. So our people are well trained in whatever we do. So just like VMware, we also partner with other leading brands, best of breed products. And we have competencies in practically all the big names. And we invest a lot into building those competencies. Like you said, sometime ago, we were the first ones in APJ to achieve the master computer. And we give our people a lot of opportunities to get these competencies. Because eventually that gets us to the customers, that gets us to be a trusted advisor to the customers, the customers trust us. 
Trust was the second part. The second part is we deal in a very transparent manner with a lot of integrity. And that's what customers like about us. If we can't do something, we tell him we can't do it. If he has a cheaper, better solution, we tell him upfront. So it's that kind of relationship that we have with our customers, where our customers actually come to us because we are us. And another person gives a slightly lower price. May Of course, we have a difficult time with the customer, but uh, eventually the customer would come to us. So we have this stickiness kind of thing. And at the same time, we enjoy a lot of good rapport with the OEMs also because the customers trust us. The OEMs automatically trust us. And like I said, our uh, fair and transparency in our dealings is one of our cornerstones. So I think Sanjay can also add to this. Yeah, I think one of the strong points which has been there in our DNA has been continuously we have been trying to evolve and we have been investing on our business. So when we say that we have been investing on future technologies and future trends, being in this industry for so many years and attending so many forums and talking to so many industry peers and leaders, you know, and you keep on hearing to all the leaders and uh, you get to know the trends. Now, the biggest challenge with most of the system integrators and the corporate resellers is courage to actually take two steps forward and do an investment on those technologies. Just to give an example, like, you know, way back in 2014, when VMware took over on AirWatch, I think 2013-14, we were the first partner in the country, actually, to invest on AirWatch. And uh, we were, uh, like, for, till now, we are one of the favorite partners for VMware on Workspace ONE. That's primarily because we got an early mover advantage out there and we saw our success there. So we have that courage to actually go out, all out and do those investments, do those bold investments for our OEM partners, our strategic partners, as well as for our customers. And then just go back to the customers and showcase them those capabilities and the advantages what they get. Another uh, strong point what we have, you know, as an organization is a strong credibility in the market space. So when I say about the credibility, it's about the financial credibility as well as the credibility of ethics, what we talk about. So uh, whether it is an OEM or a customer, most of them would want their business to actually get executed successfully. You know, so our success rate has been very good. So that's something which brings us apart with other partners, our competition, I would say. Yeah, I think I saw somewhere, Anup and Sanjay, a comment about Galaxy, that Galaxy is not just a vendor to its customers. It's a trusted, it truly is a trusted partner. And I think all those qualities that you just talked about, you mentioned trust being really important with customers. And I think that absolutely sets you apart. I think one of the things that also has set you apart over the years is this orientation towards services from the beginning. Computerization as a service, delivering everything as a service and having that services orientation. How have you seen the need for services with your customers change over, I'm just going to say the last 20 years, we'll just use 20, with acceleration of cloud, with all the new technologies that Sanjay, you mentioned, you've had the courage to step in and lead with. What are the big trends and drivers and how have you seen the services needs change with your customers over the years? Complexity has changed. 20 years ago, 2001, I think the most complex thing was a network. I don't think it was even Wi-Fi then. It was the LAN cable network. And from there, the, the kind of service that was required was, and I'm not talking about software services, but apart from software applications, the services required were reasonably low-tech, satisfied by lower-level engineers, 
That's about it. Then we saw it evolve as things got more complex. Storage became a separate item. Then you needed to integrate the two. And that's exactly where the word system integrator really blossomed. Because before that, we were system integrators, but we were integrating really not high-tech stuff. But once that came in, then it was something that differentiated us from the rest. Because the low-tech thing, anybody could do. Anybody could give service. A guy who was closer to the customer could reach the customer faster than we could. But here, once this came in, then the value of our people, of our trainings and all that mattered. Now, the next jump was when we could offer the same services remotely. So that became a different game. So the change that happened is, I I would say, these three steps. So from low-tech to getting to more complex stuff, getting to more complex stuff, and then getting to remote support. And I think uh, that's where we are now. For most of the calls, we don't even need to go to our customers. We can look at solving problems, solving issues remotely. And that gives us a new, so coming back to what Galaxy's plans are, and that gives us a great opportunity to go into overseas markets. So right now we are looking at actually, because we have all the competencies required and we can deliver them remotely, securely. We have all those tools also available today. So we are seriously looking at global markets now in terms of offering our services. So I'm sure that with the events over the last 18 months, and of course, the pandemic has hit India particularly hard over the last six months. I'm sure that the shift to remote, when we've seen the whole events of the last 18 months, just accelerate that complexity, accelerate the use of technology in a variety of different ways, both for our customers who had to go remote for us who had to work with our customers and partners remote. And it sounds like that is also the case for you. How has the events of the last 18 months contributed to the mix of the types of services you deliver? Is it accelerating that shift to remote? How have you seen it change the mix of your business? In the last 18 months, the service needs from the customer has drastically changed. The biggest challenge for the customer has been in terms of how will he get his business continuity and to get the right partners. Right partners can be a principal vendor like VMware or it can also be a partner like us. But when you look at the partner fraternity, the biggest challenge has been that not all the partners would have all the capabilities. So let me give you a simple example. Like, you know, now it is like most of the customers would want uh, that secured remote workspace uh, for their users, you know, because uh, the users can be in any part of the country, any part of uh, the geography. You need security, you need the applications or the workloads to be accessed by them from any point of, uh, from any place. And business has to continue. Now the biggest challenge what the organizations see is their workloads. Actually, in this last 18 months, it has been in a very complex environment. Some are in, on Azure, some are on public cloud, some are on private cloud, some are on cloud service provider, CSPs. So, so the workloads have been everywhere and managing them and then moving them from one place to another, making them high availability. You know, those are the real challenges what customers are seeing today. Now, in the partner fraternity, if you see, there are newer companies which are born in cloud, so they are more good on the public cloud platform providing services. Or there are system integrators like us who are uh, more uh, hands-on on the private cloud kind of situation. And there are very few partners or very few companies, I would say, who have the capability across all the platforms to maintain that, uh, meet those customer demands of services to deliver. So I would not say that we are perfect in that, but we are reasonably able to achieve those objectives for our customers. 
we are reasonably there. That's what I would say. So one of the kind of the phrases that we've been talking frequently with Raghu, um, our new CEO, with VMware Strategy is meeting the customers where they are. Because with so much technology changing, the complexity is not slowing down. Things are not getting simpler. It's getting more and more complex. And Sanjay, I love your description about how workloads are everywhere. And they're not coming back in the box. Those workloads are probably even going to more places And so it's just bringing more complexity and managing them. But customers are all in different places, as you just described. So I think your ability to meet the customer where they are with the trust that you bring and the competency continues to set you apart and position you for even greater growth. I did want to follow up on that with cloud being obviously a key driver, multi-cloud being a driver with managed services, all the different types of hyperscalers, the different type of solutions. There's legacy applications and workloads that are legacy. At the same time, companies are developing born in the cloud applications. Security also becomes a really critical aspect of that. How are you starting to see that? I'm thinking security, cloud, and the edge, three of the big topics that we're seeing Are you starting to see those become part of your practices, part of the work with your customers as well? We already had that. So we we already had a a security as a a business unit of ours. We saw a lot of traction there and uh, that really helped us because we had expertise not only in cloud, public, private, data center, but we also had expertise in security, networking, and mobility. So this whole gamut of offerings that we had And we've been actually saying this for the past five years that this year cloud will explode, this year mobility will explode, this year security will explode. (laughs) The only thing that made it explode was COVID. Otherwise, people were taking baby steps, one step ahead, too hot, too cold, come back, retreat. So everybody just had to dive into the deep end and swim. So that's a thing that happened. And like Sanjay says, now, now they've figured that it's a deep pool and now how to navigate it. So basically now they've got a different set of problems to deal with and we've got a different set of solutions to deal with those problems. And there'll just be more and more opportunity as you continue to lean in with courage to the future technologies. People have discovered that they don't need so much office space anymore. They can actually start with a hybrid model where people don't need to come to office all the time. People can actually sit what we call work from anywhere. So you could be on a vacation, you could be working, you could be at home, you could be working. So that kind of a model, I think, is going to become mainstream after this because essentially it's going to save a lot of costs because real estate will go down, employee satisfaction will go up because... I don't know about where you live, but where we live to get to office and back could take anything from one hour upwards, however close your office is. <laughs> oh, traffic can be terrible in the Bay Area, California Bay Area where I live. Absolutely. <laughs> Sanjay. So one of the points which I would like to touch on the security side is the trend what we see and in the next couple of years, you would see that zero trust network access will actually become the reality the traditional VPN access and all will go away. And that's what the customers are actually looking at. So that's the trend from the security side. We see that when we partner with VMware, we have everything. You know, we have the 360 degree approach when it comes to security, network, cloud. You talk about the entire, uh, even even now that Anju has come in and you actually get those application side of workload side of it also. Though we are not that expert on that side because that's not our domain, 
but we are very excited to get partnered with vmware specifically because it touch most of the areas you know what where the customers are moving towards and the market is moving that i think has been vmware's advantage and opportunity that we cover the entire stack absolutely yeah. but i also know that internally it means we have a wealth of opportunity which sometimes is a little bit hard for us to explain to our customers so it's great to have partners like you who are working on the front end with our customers and helping to articulate the story how they all work together and how they're all apart from the cloud to the edge with security with the ability to have management for consistent operations which gets really critical as all those workloads are everywhere As you were talking about the shift both of you in work and how that's changed, I would love to hear how has that changed how you run Galaxy? Are you seeing the same shifts with your own workforce? And I ask particularly since your employees and their competence and skills and capability is what sets you apart. How are you looking to navigate this work from anywhere model but be able to have the same high levels of competence? how are you working to retain talent here in north america we're going through what they call the great resignation with just a lot of people after a year and a half looking to change jobs move around your bench and your skills is critical so how are you navigating those changes with this future of work to retain your top talent and manage your company differently to answer the first question which was about how we've adapted to the remote working we did that pretty rapidly so the first lockdown in india was announced with hardly any warning it came i think on a friday and monday we were all locked up for eventually i think 3 or 4 months and then gradually we never actually have got out of that lockdown we're still in the lockdown some relaxations here and there so we had very little time but we used that time to kind of send endpoints to the biggest challenge for us because everyone didn't have their laptops with them so we had to send computers or laptops to their homes and uh, then quickly move our systems that were on prem onto the cloud since we had all the in house expertise it was uh, pretty much a breeze for us and uh, since then we've been working remotely people are happy some people are not happy some people are happy those who are not happy now sometime we had some relaxation so about 30% of the staff is allowed so they come to office people who need a break they come to office because houses here are very small the kids have online classes husband working wife working each one doesn't have their own room so it does get a bit frustrating so people want to come to office so the when we opened our office first time we actually had to ration who the 30 people would be <laughs> i love how things have changed now going to the office is a break the world is flipped upside down <laughs> one of the thing we always had in our systems was we had tools performance tools and their activity tools were always there with us activity trackers and all those things were always there so we didn't have to get into that mode of putting in the new tools and actually doing those evaluation about their work or their performance those were always there one of the good thing what we had was in the last 10 years we have strongly adapted to lot of systems internally rms or crm or mis you know all those things have been automated internally including the time management tools and all so being everything automated has actually helped us adapt to this new normal i would say it has been easy for us and i'm sure it makes you also a great example for your customers to prove that we do it This is how we do it and this is the advantage of having everything automated. You can deliver that as a service as well. 
So coming to the second part of your question, which was about the great resignation, we really didn't have much of a difficulty on that front. Of course, times were difficult for everyone. Everyone goes through their own frustrations. So we did a lot of activities during the lockdowns to, to engage people, a lot of fun activities, a lot of family activities along with their families. We had painting competitions, we had singing competitions. So it was a kind of engaging with the employees on a reasonably regular basis, apart from work. And that really did, uh, did help. We were locked down for almost four months when nobody could go out. Even the vegetables, groceries had to be delivered home. And it, it was really something, I, I don't know. <laughs> we also did was, there were a lot of people who went out of the way, you know, and really worked hard and made us successful and made our customers successful. Beyond Call of Duty was recognition which we did to most of the people who went out of the way and we rewarded them with cash rewards and recognition with their families and just to keep them motivated that yes, we recognize their efforts and because most of the time what happens is you take those support from your people, you know, people have been working but how do you recognize those extraordinary efforts? Even the normal efforts are extraordinary in this extraordinary time. So we tried to accommodate that with most of the people who really worked hard and that has actually gone very positively within the organization. Well, that's great. It sets you up for a lot of loyalty for your employees to stay with you. The last 18 months has tested all of us in new ways with what we call these unprecedented times, right? Nothing we've ever gone through before. How have you seen your leadership style change? How have you grown and changed and evolved as a leader for your business and for your employees over the last 18 months? As a leader, I think maybe the last 18 months would have given us more empathy, <laughs> given a softer side of leadership, because like I said, the times were hard for everyone. As a sales organization, our leadership style would have been, I would call it more situational than anything else. And when I say situational, it would mean if the situation and conditions so demanded, we had to be authoritative at times, we had to be collaborative at times, we had to be autocratic maybe. But by and large, uh, we believe in a leadership style where we take in the input. So we have a leadership team that all the complete team gives the inputs and decisions are taken more or less in a collaborative way. And then they roll down. So you can also call it a delegated style of uh, leadership, but within a framework. So that framework is essentially we have our, our four basic pillars which drive our company. So the first one is customer delight. The second one is respecting all individuals. The third one is pursuit of excellence through quality. And the fourth one is highest level of integrity. So these four pillars are our guiding pathway. And all the leadership uh, below, everyone has these guiding principles. We have these printed on all the pillars in our uh, offices and uh, continuous reinforcement of uh, these. But I would say yeah, the 18 months, more of leadership, more of empathy would be the significant difference. Otherwise, I think being uh, in the technology industry, we didn't have that much of an issue dealing uh, hardly any workers or that kind of labor. So we didn't face those problems. And I know people who did face those problems and have still not come out of them because it's very difficult to communicate with a different class of people who don't understand IT and who are not even comfortable on a Zoom call. Oh, there are people who still are not comfortable on Zoom calls. <laughs> Sanjay, how has it impacted you over the last year or so? 
I think it has been a good journey and uh, I've tried myself to balance my work life uh, and personal front as well as on the professional front. The most important thing for me had been to be physically fit. So I've, I've been exercising a lot. I've been meditating a lot and uh, focusing on my work because uh, when you do a work from home kind of situation, In a city like Mumbai, you have to get into your domestic work also to be done, you know, which is very unique kind of uh, situation for people who are staying in India because they have house helps and other things. Like in America, then all you do everything on your own, like washing uh, your utensils and your clothes and all. So it has been a different experience altogether. But it has been a nice journey, learned a lot of things uh, on the personal level, on the social level. On the professional level, I would say, it has been a good good journey. Last 18 months has been good. I have no regrets about it. That's wonderful. And it certainly sounds as if overall Galaxy has thrived. Both of you as leaders have thrived. Your company has thrived. And with the great work you've been able to do with your customers, I'm sure your customers have also thrived with the support that Galaxy has been able to provide. As we wrap up our conversation, I'd like to close with that both of you gentlemen had such wonderful tenures in the technology industry. You've seen so much change. You're true leaders in your field. Two final questions I have for you is, what are you reading these days and getting inspiration from? And number two, what do you see as the kind of the next big technology that you think is going to really drive the next big change for your customers, for you and your business? What I'm reading, I'm, I'm not reading anything new. I'm rereading Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged. Really? You can read it for a long time. It's a very long book. It's a very long book <laughs> and it's a very relevant book. Irrespective of the times that we are living in, it's something that we see happening in some part of the world or the other all the time. I think ever since it was written, 1950s or 60s, but still very relevant. So that's what I'm reading. The next big thing... It's a difficult one because IoT is going to be very big and with IoT, I think there's going to be a lot of things with autonomous cars and with all these things, there's going to be a lot and lot of importance on security. Everything is getting digitized and it's it's getting dangerous. Like you saw the pipeline, the Columbia, it means all, all those things are actually happening. The autonomous trucks are being driven into crowds. These things are happening. So I think the next big thing has to be security and kind of putting some control, giving confidence, because otherwise these technologies won't take off. If somebody says, okay, I'm fine what I did 40 years ago, I'm fine without IoT, I was living then, nobody could break in. So security is going to be the stepping stone, should I say, or not even a stepping stone, it's going to be actually the pillar on which all these other technologies would stand. It's going to be the pillar. It's a topic that we hear from customers every day, and of course, as the complexity evolves. And it's not just complexity in the work life. It's in your personal life too. I mean, we hear stories now about you have to be careful where you have cars that have the key fob so you don't need a key, which can be hacked. And they can be hacked by devices driving by a house and they can steal your car with that way. So things that you wouldn't even have thought of from a security standpoint. And then of course, there's identity as we're all digitized on the web as well. So point very, very well taken. Sanjay, the two questions for you. What are you reading or rereading these days? And what technology do you think will be one of the key drivers to transform our business in the next few years? 
not much into reading but i'm more into meditation and uh, the exercise and those kind of stuff because that boost my energy level so i'm not into reading unfortunately i used to once upon a time but uh, busy schedule and a lot of other commitments just not feasible for me to get into those things you're probably reading a lot of email the most sanjay that's probably what you're reading the most uh, not really I balance my day so like I would just get on to the mails and all only for a couple of hours in a day so if it's not the whole day I would look at emails or even on the social media whether it's a whatsapp and all it's just few hours here and there in the whole day so I balance it out pretty well as far as my times are concerned my timelines for the whole day is concerned so it's very specific so it's not full time mails or full time whatsapp those kind of things no I'm not into that So I have my space and balance it pretty well on my personal space as well as on my professional space and my family space also. That's on the personal front. From the technology side, I would definitely second on what Anup said. Security will be the key going forward. Zero trust is something which I spoke about earlier. Another area what I see is the IoT and the AI. You know, AI is definitely going to ramp up because things are going to become more and more intelligent. partner organization like us has to keep on adapting to this newer technologies and multi cloud again would become more and more complex and cloud adaptation will definitely go up drastically this one space which i see is definitely going to go in a big way now whether this cloud journey is going to be a public cloud or a private or a csp model i would say it's it's going to be more of a hybrid nature you know and applications would become more and more modernized those are the trends what i see from a futuristic perspective and we as partners needs to keep on fast adapting to this new trends well sanjay anup thank you so much for your comments and sharing your insight as the leaders of galaxy as leaders in the it industry in the India business community it's been wonderful to hear about your leadership principles that have guided you and set galaxy apart with your customers your insights on technology and what's driving the industry i'm also just really impressed with the principles with which you drive your company anup i was so impressed that you just listed all four of them off they sound a lot like vmware's epic values the four that we live our company by so i can understand why it's been such a tremendous partnership over the years Really appreciate you joining us today and looking forward to a continued wonderful business relationship going forward. So thank you so much. A big thanks to Anoop and Sanjay for their time. It's fascinating to see how Galaxy's been leading the way in terms of their services business and how this early adoption is paying off in a big way. for both their customers and their bottom line. To learn more about Galaxy, please visit goapl.com. To connect with Anoop, you can find him on LinkedIn or on Twitter at @anooppydungat and to connect with Sanjay, you can find him on LinkedIn or on Twitter at @sanjaypatodia1. Please subscribe, follow and review VMware Partnership Perspectives podcast from your streaming platform of choice. For more information on VMware's partner programs, please visit partnerexecutiveedge at vmware.com. I'm Kathleen Tandy. Thanks for joining me today, and I'll see you next time.